Welcome to Our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic of Disney comes alive. I'm Evan. And I'm Robin. Join us on our enchanting journey through the world of Disney, where tales come to life, dreams soar higher than ever, and adventures await at every turn. Together, let's explore the wonder, the nostalgia, and the joy that Disney brings into our lives. From the classic tales to the latest adventures, we're diving deep into the magic, sharing our love for the parks, movies, and all things Disney. So grab your Mickey ears, sit back, and let the podcast begin. A journey into the heart of the most magical place on earth. Join us at our happiest place podcast, where the magic never ends. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hey everyone, welcome into our happiest place podcast. I'm Evan. And I'm Robin. All right, so I think this week we're going to continue our journey into Disney media. Today with the movies, TV shows, uh, everything kind of in between there. Wonderful, I'm excited for this one. All right. What do you say we get started uh, just right off the bat with movies? Okay. So the classic Disney thing is princesses. Everyone thinks of the castles and the princesses. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on the evolution of how the princesses started with Snow White a very long time ago, all the way up through probably the most recent one that exists, which is Raya. Yes. Um, so definitely when they started out, it was very stereotypical princess, you know, princess in trouble. They need someone to either come rescue them. They didn't really have a lot going for themselves where now where you're seeing all of like the Disney princesses, like they all have either some kind of magical ability. They have something that they kind of offer. Yeah. And most of the more recent princesses do not have significant others. That's fair. I do feel like also with the, some of the newer princesses, they are kind of getting younger in age. So where a significant other might be a little strange. I think that they are all the same age. I just think that people actually have their their standards hmm. set a little better. Because I think Cinderella was 15 or 16, or maybe I'm thinking of Snow White. They were all very young. Very young. Hmm. I mean, I definitely do think that Disney overall is doing a much better job, though, in how they portray their princesses, and it's much more than just a damsel in distress. It definitely is. How do you feel with the current princesses that they're doing with the gender, race, all that kind of stereotypes? Well, I feel like as time has gone on, all the more recent princesses are inclusive of other races. They're actually doing things for themselves. The girls are strong female lead roles mm -hmm, absolutely out of all the princesses which one would be your favorite princess tiana i think we we've talked about that mm -hmm. but i love her work ethic but we've also i i like mirabelle isn't a traditional disney princess she's not part of like the disney princess brand if you will but she's a lead character princess and i i like her a lot mm -hmm. I don't think my prince, like my favorite princess, is also considered a traditional kind of Disney princess either. I don't know if you'd even be able to guess them. Who? Vanellope von Schweetz. Oh, I, I, she is, she is a Disney princess, <laughs> but she is not in the Disney princess branding, aka the pink void. If you want to get sucked into an hour of TikToks, you can look at the Disney princess pink void <laughs> theories. And. Just kind of talking more about Disney princesses, we are seeing a lot more of the live action movies coming out. How do you feel about the live actions compared to their anim 
animated counterparts? My overall preference is definitely animated movies. However, I like seeing the live action movies, but the ones I want to watch again and again and again are the animated, the original movies. I would love to see something like original and live action, like Enchanted. Mm-hmm. No, that would definitely make a lot of sense. Uh, I do feel like they kind of started out really strong with the live action remakes. Um, there's a few of the live action remakes that we have watched that kind of left us a little longing for kind of more. Uh, one of those is probably Mulan, like where it was a good movie, but it definitely did not feel like the animated version. There was no music. There was no Mushu. Yeah, it was definitely a good movie, but it wasn't a good Disney movie, mm-hmm. which is not what we really want to see. <laughs> I know you kind of touched on it a little bit before with like Mirabelle, but I do feel like the newer animated Disney movies, they are tending to have a lot more Easter eggs within them. Mm-hmm. The newest one that we saw was Disney's Wish. And that one had Easter eggs all over the place. It did have Easter eggs all over the place to the point where it was distracting me from what was happening in the movie because I was like, <laughs> what a, What am I going to miss if I'm not looking with my eyeballs at every single scene? So I guess the question comes up, do Easter eggs enhance the movies or do they distract from the movies? I think there's definitely a fine line. You know, everybody definitely wants some Easter eggs in the movies so they can kind of point to and be like, oh, that's really cool. I love that. But at the same time, you don't want to go too far as to where people are trying to watch everything, trying to find an Easter egg and getting lost from the storyline. A.K.A. me during Wish. <laughs> like Wish was definitely one where it kind of distracted us a lot more than it enhanced the movie. But other movies like... Pixar does it a lot, and it's really cool, like how they integrate their Easter eggs, how they put things in their movies that point to the next movie that they're going to create, but nobody knows about it until the next movie comes out, and you're like, oh, that's why they had that in there. Yeah, I do love that. I have some Easter eggs that are in movies people may or may not know about. I don't know if we want to hear that or not. I think we definitely want to hear that. Perfect. Okay, first one. Um, well, they're the classic ones that everyone kind of knows about, like the Gaston when he's falling and he has like the skull and crossbones Mm -hmm. in his eye for the one frame. But, um, in Ralph Breaks the Internet on one of the pop-up ads that comes out, Mm -hmm. Aunt Cass is the picture on the ad. Aunt Cass. From Big Hero 6. Oh, that's right. Yes. In Moana, there's a few there is Flounder, and he is in a drawing in the You're Welcome song sequence. And also, like, there's Genie's lamp. Mm-hmm. And was that in Moana? Yes. Was that when, like, they went to go see the crab and it was in his, like, treasure trove? Or I was think it? so. Okay. I can't remember the exact scene now, but I know it's there. And also in Big Hero 6, they have a picture on the wall of the house and it's of stitch oh yeah i think i think do i think i do remember that it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty obvious within the scene which mm-hmm. is fun um rapunzel is in frozen most people know about that when they first open up the gates she's there mm-hmm. but that's when she had her hair cut yes yes and there is a pinocchio doll entangled in the snuggly duckling like up in mm-hmm. the ceiling kind of area is that the tavern scene yeah way down deep inside 
We've all got a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In Princess and the Frog, the Aladdin's magic carpet is being like cleaned Mm -hmm. on a balcony. Was it in Hercules? At one point, he's wearing Scar as the lion. Yep. Um, Yep. That one is in there. He wears it for the painting. Sebastian is in Aladdin when the genie is singing. Mm -hmm. Do they still have these kind of Easter eggs in the live action movies or are these pretty much only in the animated ones? I think they have, they must have some that maybe we just haven't watched them enough Mm -hmm. to see or researched, but what was it in um, the live action Lion King? They changed the hula skirt scene to, wasn't it Be Our Guest? Be Our Guest, yeah. So, Easter egg mm-hmm. there in a live action. Okay. Now, see, those are the kind of Easter eggs that I, I really enjoy are the ones that you don't notice until, like, you think about it for a minute. You're like, oh, okay. Not like they're trying to just cram it down your throat as Easter eggs. Yeah, definitely. The subtle, but it's fun when you're re-watching the movie to look out for those things. Absolutely. Shifting from Easter eggs, do you think Disney has a current impact on pop culture, just world culture overall? Yes. (laughs) I think anyone that interacts with any kind of media would say yes. And do you think that they hold too much influence with that? At this point, probably, because they have, obviously, like, all of the Disney stuff, the Pixar stuff, and then Marvel and Star Wars, Mm -hmm. and, like you had said, ESPN, Fox now. Yeah, so they've gone from sports to animated entertainment, streaming service, news networks. Uh, They just cover so many things. They have their fingers in so many pies that... It does seem like it's almost too much. They almost have too much power. They do have a lot of power. But everyone eats it up. Everyone loves it. I mean, so do we. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) So something's going right. Mm -hmm. I know we haven't really talked about this before, but what do you think some of the ramifications of that power could be? I know I put you on the spot, so I'll kind of go first. Um, To me, it can kind of lead to a lot of almost conflict of interests if you will, Um, because you could have somebody that from a news network is biased one way or the other. And if they try and go hop into sports casting, people are going to remember them from the news networking and maybe not follow or agree with them enough because against like their opinions or anything like that. So it can kind of lead to almost like awkward situations if they cross between the different platforms. That makes sense. I feel that right now their main audience is not children, which it obviously used to be children. But I don't think their main audience for a majority of their media is children. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wonder if people are going to see the Disney name and have... hmm, I think you were kind of on a nice tangent there. Like, if you do think about it, sports, you know, it can be for kids, mostly for male adults that watch sports news adults um even a lot of their marvel star wars it's more for teens and higher where for like the actual kids it's very narrow yeah they don't have very many options Mm -hmm. which is kind of like very weird to think about and weird to say about disney Mm -hmm. 
uh, definitely like their regular, their Disney branded, um, you know, Mickey and Friends, their animated movies, there's some of their newer live action movies. Like they're definitely geared towards kids. Um, even a lot of those do have a lot of adult humor to them as well. They definitely do. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to our Happiest Place podcast. We're excited to offer free travel agent services for your dream vacation. Imagine skipping the stress and saving time of planning and booking your vacation. That's where we step in. We'll handle the details, booking accommodations, reserving tickets, and setting up special dining experiences completely hassle-free for you. Picture this, you, your family, and the wonderful experiences without the planning headaches. Dive into the magic worry-free. With our expertise, you'll get insider tips, exclusive offers, and personalized guidance to make your vacation unforgettable. Sit back, relax, and let us do the work while you focus on creating treasured memories with your loved ones. Reach out today, and together, we'll start your magical journey. Again, thank you for tuning into our Happiest Place podcast and letting us be your guides while you make memories that'll last a lifetime. We offer travel agent services for Disney Parks, Universal Studios, most major cruise lines, and more. Details are located in the description below. All right, so I know movie-wise, you know, we've kind of covered the evolution of the Disney princesses um, live action compared to their animated counterparts. Uh, but with Disney kind of growing as a company as well, Disney Plus has become a huge thing, kind of in the footsteps of a Netflix or a Hulu. I know Disney and Hulu right now are also paired together. Um, but all of their media seems like it is being streamed now. How do you feel that change has been since it's gone from like VHS to DVD? Now everything can pretty much be streamed on any internet capable device. Well, I feel like because they have a way to have, especially the shows, they have a way to take what would have been like two and a half hours and make it eight hours or even multiple seasons of a show. And so we can get detailed. They can be really creative with their writing instead of having to rush through a little bit of character development. Not that they really ever did, but we mm-hmm. see that a lot with, especially I feel like the Star Wars shows, they go into a lot of little details because they have the time. Mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot with the Mandalorian, with Ahsoka now. I know the Mandalorian has had multiple seasons do you feel like sometimes the seasons are almost too long and they lose a little bit of the magic that a movie would have? I feel like in some ways, yes, but it also gives us a way to continue to access the details and the content of the characters that mm-hmm. we love. But I, there's there's some things that should just be movies and some things that should be drawn out to shows. And I feel like the... Things that are being very popular in shows right now are Star Wars and Marvel. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Um, especially when watching Book of Boba Fett, like a lot of the Star Wars shows, uh, Mandalorian, it seems like some of the episodes do just be kind of become filler episodes. It could be a 45-minute episode. There's 35 to 40 minutes of filler and then maybe five minutes of really like either interesting or really story driving production in there and so that's when I, I kind of get the feeling like maybe this would have been a better as a two-part movie a three-part movie rather than 
an eight part or a 10 part show. That makes sense. I feel like the, they're, I feel like they focused so much on the way things look, especially with Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Ahsoka. And Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan. They wanted it all to look a very certain way and look so nice. And I feel like they spent a lot of their time just in backgrounds of scenes. It does look very nice. It does look amazing. But I could see that they maybe could have made it into movies but then why would anyone have disney plus that's fair i mean one of the main reasons why i have disney plus is just so i can go back and rewatch all of the movies and tv shows as many times as i want instead of purchasing the product individually that makes sense what are some of your favorite shows on disney plus so as we all know i'm a huge star wars fan so I've actually enjoyed every one of the Star Wars shows, with the exception of Andor. I know, unpopular opinion, but we could not get through the first couple of episodes of Andor. We do need to actually sit down and give it a, a real try, but it starts out so slow and boring. Plus, to me, if you guys haven't seen Rogue One, a little bit of spoiler alert, but just kind of knowing Andor's fate and that he doesn't make it out kind of takes a lot away from me. That's fair. But I think Rogue One was an excellent movie. It's one of my favorite of the Star Wars yeah. movies. Yes, I, I did like the movie as well, but then having a movie about one of the characters in that movie, I don't know. Like with Boba Fett, he was always my second favorite character. You never really knew if he died or not in that Sarlacc pit. And so by them coming out with the book of Boba Fett, it made me extremely excited about it. Because then there could be new media, new publications about it. That aren't just prequels. Mm -hmm, exactly. Fair. Um, going over to the Marvel side, definitely Falcon and the Winter Soldier was amazing. I, I actually really liked the broker in it. Um, it kind of very much was a passing of the torch almost to Sam because everybody was kind of fighting over who's going to be the next Captain America. Is going to be Sam or Bucky? And, you know, we got the answer now that it's going to be Sam 100%. Like, Winter Soldier's behind it. Steve Rogers is behind it. So everybody can kind of just move on. Yeah, I do love that. Uh, Black Widow, I know that was a movie, but it was a movie that went straight to Disney+. Plus. I forgot that it went straight to Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely, I really enjoyed it. I know a few people were a little indifferent about it. And again, it's kind of going back to what I said that we already knew what Natasha's fate was going to be. However, what this did that, yeah, we haven't watched all of Andor, but that I don't know, don't think Andor is going to do is they introduced a new character to take over for Natasha as the Black Widow. Very fair. I did like the Black Widow. I forgot that that went straight to Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. That one. And I believe Mulan also did. Oh, okay. Any other shows? I know some of the shows that we've watched, like the Behind the Attraction, um, shows kind of like that that are on Disney Plus that I don't think we would have ever really seen if it wasn't on some kind of streaming platform like Disney Plus. I don't think we would have gone out of our way to really watch it. But um, those we, we've watched every episode of those and extremely fascinating. So 
definitely recommend watching the Behind the Attractions if you guys haven't. Yeah, that was on my list of my favorite shows. Oh, <laughs> stolen. <laughs> yeah, stolen. What are some of your favorites? Um, I had WandaVision on there. Okay. Especially the first few episodes of it. Mm-hmm. I loved the way that they changed the theming each episode. And then obviously I loved the outcome of everything. And I'm looking forward to Agatha Dark Darkhold's Diaries. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Agatha Darkhold Diaries, um, which is going to be coming out this year, supposedly. Oh, I I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. I also love Loki. I liked season one more than season two. Mm -hmm. And then also Mandalorian, of course. And yeah, Behind the Attraction. And then one that is animated... I love Monsters at Work, and they are actually coming out with a second season of Monsters at Work this year, too. Does that take place after Monsters, Inc.? Yes. Okay. Yes, and the main character is Tyler, and he had just graduated from Monsters University, got his letter to be a scarer, and his first day is the day that everything changed to laughter. So he has to be part of the MIFT crew which is basically the facilities team. So kind of like how Mike and Sully had to go about being scarers. He has to kind of work his way up. Yeah, he he's not very funny. He is very scary. He's great, but not very <laughs> not very funny, but he wants to be on the laugh floor. So that'll be coming out. That'll be really cool. I was trying to think about it and i can't really think of any traditional disney titles that have a tv like a tv shows or like episodes compared to their movies that are on disney plus like do they have any original shows i know there's a, like a lot of disney junior shows on there it would just be i'm not sure what's on there right now but there was the little mermaid show i don't know the lion king show like the mm-hmm. Not new shows, but what was already there. Is that what you mean? Kind of, yeah. Just what kind of original? I wonder, do they have the original Disney Channel TV shows from back when we were kids? I'm not sure. But now we need to research and find <laughs> out and watch them. Mm-hmm. Would you consider those mainstream media movies? Like the Xenons and the Luck of the Irish and those kind of disney channel original movies i feel like i don't know about mainstream but i mean some of them are really good well or at least i remember oh sorry (laughs) at least i remember them being very good who knows if they actually are i guess we should see if they're on there i think xenon is on there but okay i know as of the date that we are recording this steamboat willie just became a public entity yeah he's in the public domain now make all your steamboat willy stuff (laughs) do you think that is a big deal or not so big of a deal i do not think it's big that big of a deal at all when we saw pooh bear going into public domain it was his original form which i have a book of back down here but his current disney state is still owned by them Mm-hmm. So it, it just like Mickey Mouse, his current state is owned by Disney. Correct. And I don't think Disney would ever let current Mickey Mouse fall into public domain. Yeah. I am interested to see if they're going to do any kind of Steamboat Willie horror films. 
you know it's gonna happen it's going to oh, i'm sure it will <laughs> it's gonna be like titanic meets steamboat willie i don't know we'll, we'll find out he's gonna drive it into an iceberg i don't know <laughs> a little titanic reference yeah there. yeah titanic meets steamboat willie <laughs> that's my pitch <laughs> hire me please don't i would be very bad at writing movies <laughs> Would you prefer to see Disney come out with more original shows or new mainstream movies in the future? Both. I think they're really focusing on shows more than movies, so I'd like to see movies. But I also feel like the movies that have come out recently haven't been my favorite. So, But the shows are pretty good. Mm -hmm. Most of them I'm, I'm a fan of. That's true. Um, I think I kind of feel the same way. For me, though, I, I very much enjoy the theater experience. I love going to the movie theater, get the popcorn, the drinks, kind of hang out there for a few hours. Um, and so I think I'm, I kind of lean more towards the movies and the newer TV shows just because I like that whole, the whole theatrics of everything. Very fair. And... I do like that at home. We can just throw on the TV shows and watch them before we go to bed instead of making a whole event out of the movies. Although I do love making a whole <laughs> event out of the movies. That's fair. That's definitely fair. So there, there is need for both. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I would like to see more Disney or Pixar branded shows on some of their previous titles. Say... Even Toy Story, if they came out with some kind of show. Oh, that could be fun. I could see that. I know Big Hero 6 has a TV episodes as well. It's a different animation style, so that's a little weird to me. But That is interesting. I didn't know about that. There is a Tiana series coming out this year, supposedly. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a musical series. That's all we know. <laughs> that is all we know. Um, I'm sure it'll kind of coincide with the... Bayou Adventure ride opening back up. Mm -hmm. And being this is our Disney media episode, how do you feel about some of the musical plays that Disney Plus has? Are you talking about Hamilton? Yes, I am talking about Hamilton. Love Hamilton. Love watching Hamilton. I love that they went with the style of filming the literal Broadway show with the original cast. I wish they would have done that with multiple other Broadway shows. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been extremely cool. I know they have an Aladdin play doing something like that. Like with the Aladdin play would, would, would have been super cool. Oh, I would have loved that. Any Anything that they owned, I would have loved to see. Or even um, Lion King. Maybe that could come our way sometime soon. I'm surprised they haven't pushed for that more because of the success Hamilton had or maybe they thought it was just a Hamilton thing and not a musical thing mm -hmm. that's correct I'm sure they have licenses and everything else they have to get and be able to set it up to record the performances live and then kind of figure out a way to mesh them all together to feel seamless um, like they did with Hamilton but obviously it's been done before so they know how to do it they can do it uh, so it would be very cool if they did do some more of those even though all of the other plays don't have the original broadway cast anymore 
Yeah, it would still be worth seeing and it would make people excited to watch them at home, which would give people with kids an outlet that are interested in musical theater and to get them interested in the musical theater to get them to actually go to shows, like prepare them Mm -hmm. or just foster that interest. I know because of Hamilton, I am a lot more interested to go to a lot more plays and musicals. I'm glad I turned you to the Hamilton (laughs) side. You and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. No, it was mostly me. Sorry, Lin. (laughs) So, are there any future Disney upcoming projects that you are interested in? Yes, I've kind of sprinkled them throughout. Um, I'm excited about the Tiana musical series. I want more info. I want a trailer, but we'll go with what we have. Excited for Monsters at Work. Excited for Agatha Darkhold Diaries, which... I don't know if we... I don't know if that's a prequel. I'm guessing it's a prequel, but I'm not to sure. Be, I thought that the Darkhold got destroyed at the end of the latest uh, Doctor Strange movie. Oh, but it could or be that Doctor in Strange between... Have it? I'm not... I don't remember exactly what I happened to remember. it. I can't remember. But it could be that in between part, though. But that'll be something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that there's more information about that that I could look up. Um, excited for the Acolyte. Um, Percy Jackson has been coming out, like the episodes have been coming out, so we need to watch that. Um, I've heard a lot of good reviews from friends, so we need to get on it. Oh, no, definitely. I think we should maybe start, like, watch the original movies and then start on the series. Let's go. And then there's one more that I am slightly interested in, but it's a different animation style than I would normally ever watch. It looks like it's an anime, and it's x-men 97 when i watched the trailer it looked like an anime but it was very clearly x-men but i'm curious uh what that'll be so i'm Mm -hmm. sure we'll watch it or at least some of it i completely forgot about that and i am super excited because that was the golden years of the x-men was mid to late 90s early 2000s i grew up on the animated series so super excited for that good uh, I know they are also planning on making Hercules live action. Oh, yeah. They, like, just announced that? Uh, it's, it's one of those things that I'm pretty sure they announced it, but I can't find any official word on it. So I'm hoping I just don't have a bunch of misinformation on it. Mm. I know one of the actors that is very heavily rumored to play Hercules is Michael B. Jordan. I would love that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> no. But I do enjoy Michael B. Jordan as an actor, I think. I can't think of any single thing that he was in that I just really watched. and was like, oh, I don't really like him that much. So I know I'm a huge fan of Rocky and the Creed movies. Uh, obviously, he did amazing in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, th- I think he will be a very good Hercules. If it's him. It's just a mm-hmm. rumor. We'll find out, I guess. I mean, I am also Greek, so Disney, if you guys need a Hercules, you know, I'm sitting right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that something you're interested in? You're, you don't think I could do it? Your path to stardom would be <laughs> as Hercules. I would never stop calling you Huncules. You know that, right? <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. All right. So I think that pretty much concludes our Disney media 
TV shows and movies segment. Uh, obviously, a lot more to discuss than just what we covered. However, just the amount of time we have for today, you know, whether it was from Disney princesses to Disney Plus era, you know. We appreciate all of the Disney media and all that's coming out. We have a lot to look forward to. I have a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely a lot of the Star Wars shows and movies that they've announced is something that I am very much looking forward to as well. So uh, I'm sure once those come out, we will have a lot more content on those. Yes, very excited. We can piece those into other episodes. Exactly. All right, guys, but thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Evan. And I'm Robin. We'll see you real soon. Thank you for joining us on this magical journey through Disney. We hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as we did. Remember, your stories, thoughts, and Disney experiences matter to us. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment, share your favorite Disney memory, or suggest topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay updated on our upcoming Disney tales. Until next time, keep the magic alive and always remember, dreams really do come true. Thanks for tuning in to our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic never ends.